Me, 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 me. Okay, ready? There is a friendship crisis in America. People are more digitally connected than ever, but so many of us feel lonelier than we ever have. I'm Julia Toro, a creative director based in Austin. And I'm Steph Douglas, a real estate investor also based in Austin. We both felt like something was missing from our own social lives. So if you are also feeling that way, welcome to A Circle is Round, a podcast where we talk about our personal lives, social dynamics, making new friends, nurturing the ones you have, and how to feel connected in this modern world. Okay, the topic today is like, what do we look for in friendships and what makes us want to be friends? And what what are the synergies that are required to have a really good, to have a deep friendship, not like a, like an acquaintance. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So first thing was what do we look for in friendship Mm -hmm. and what is required? Yeah. I think the more interesting thing is like, what is like, if you're going to develop a really deep friendship with someone, what's like the baseline thing, the the baseline things you have to have. Right. For you. For me. Yeah. And that's, that's very, personal yeah. right yeah that's like different for everyone yes. I've been thinking about this a lot because things have been changing and things you know yeah. my weird thing about this house that I bought that I've loved so much yeah that we can get into at a later date yes but, we definitely need to um yeah I think I think I have some like a slight obsession with growth and progress yes. and I love talking about that yeah. and like getting better and like this just a general I think the baseline is like can we get relatively deep on on like a variety? I mean, that's probably everybody's. That's pretty generic. But I like, don't think that's generic because I actually don't feel that way. Really? I mean, in my ideal scenario, yes. But I think a lot of my current like best and dearest friends like were those friendships were formed before I really discovered personal development. So I don't feel I don't, I don't always feel comfortable like bringing that up. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't. So it's not a prerequisite. It's not like a foundational thing because otherwise that would negate like the majority of my right. Close okay, maybe that's what I'm saying is like moving forward. Yes, moving I think forward that has to be. Yeah, but I think which is I a have, whole other topic. Yeah. how what you look for in friendships changes oh, as you age. One hundred percent. Yeah, because now I have a foundation with people who I've known for, since I was in fifth grade yes. in that lunchroom. And you're obviously not like aiming for personal development when, right. you, when you're nine or ten. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And so we weren't built on that. We were built on like, it's built on like context and experience. And like, and oh my gosh, you smell like onions. So do I. Yes, yeah. And, and comfortability. Yeah. And like, this is, yeah. you know, and that is nice and comforting. But I also feel now feel much more comfortable being able to like do the things that I like to do, like spreadsheet my expenses yes. and be like, look what I did. Yes. Or like, I don't know, like I sent you and Allegra the photos of it or like of one of my yes. properties that yes. I don't, I don't send those to everybody, yeah. you know? Yes. It's like not everybody. I think, I think relating on like investing or relating on stuff like that yeah. is kind of a new, it's a new thing for me in the past couple of years. Yeah. And I think that that will be it moving forward, but I'm not going to like cancel my friends <laughs> that don't, that are not that interested in that. Yeah. 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 So I guess that's really two questions and it's like retroactive and proactive. Yeah. Yeah retroactively I think I think overall for sure like there's I think we mentioned this last time too like an authenticity and like a genuine like if I'm talking to someone and I know that that's something that they really feel and really Mm. like that's contagious Mm -hmm. and inspiring to be around no matter what they're saying yeah 
It's like they're saying that because they like genuinely like that's what they want to say. Yes. In their deepest heart. Yes. 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 If they're trying to be something else or like to, you know, even if they're being mean or if they're being stupid yeah. or whatever, yeah. if it's genuine. I love it. Yes. Um, I also love like a levity to our to the conversation yeah. like if we're too serious i'm like yes. this isn't fun. yes um which is kind of negating like i want to be fucking professional development not professional development <laughs> <laughs> that's a teacher term <laughs> um but personal development and like de- digging deep yeah. into that but i think you can have both you can have both but also i feel like personal development is can be light can be fun oh yeah yeah that's so true yeah and it also yeah. doesn't just because it's productive doesn't mean it's serious like I know someone who always brings a conversation to like our childhood traumas and it's just so heavy I don't want to that do heavy. that yeah I want light but progress yeah Growth. light progress Light progress. <laughs> okay what are some of yours what have come to mind um the yes and thing yes and and <laughs> no I love it I, I love that like, we love that about each other no it's true I feel like like good conversation is my currency. Like if, and I, I also feel like sometimes, I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I feel like when I say like saying something in a conversation is almost like free falling. Like every time you say something, it's kind of a little bit of a free fall because you don't know what's going to happen. And there have been situations or people that I've met where I say what's on my mind. I say what I'm curious about or what I'm thinking about. And they're like, ha ha. Yeah. And I'm just like, free falling endlessly into the abyss and I'm like okay and then you're like and then and um so yeah. tell me about your siblings oh my god that's my go-to yeah, too yeah oh, how's your relationship with your mom yeah. <laughs> so I think being able to feel really comfortable um with someone that I could say anything to within reason yeah and knowing that they'll volley back right they'll or have something you. to say whether it's a follow-up question or whether it's like oh and that reminds me of an experience that I had Yes. Both yes, are yeah. of our equal value. I love that. Yeah. That's that's important. And it's also weirdly not that common. It's not. People don't really get the art of conversation. Yes. And we talked about this last time too. Like individual is one game and the other game is group. Yeah. It's like those two they're like two arenas. And it's it's really powerful to be good at that. Yes. Like really, really in either one. Yes. And you're really good at that. So are you. That's why we work. Well, I know. I think so. Yeah. But also, I think you can work on it. Yeah. It's a skill right? that you develop. It's like singing. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you can like work karaoke. on it. <laughs> yeah. You can work on your voice. Yeah. I think you can work on, like, the skill of being a good conversationalist, but you have to be aware. Where do you it's think like you learned it? I don't know. Where do you think you picked like picked it up or, like... I think I have this, um, this, uh, this like responsible. I feel like I have a responsibility to like make it, make sure that everyone is okay yeah. and having a good time. Yeah. And Where that's did because that come from? divorced parents, I think. Mm. Like I had these two parents who wanted my attention at all times, mm. which is a weird feeling for a child, but also like I think a pretty healthy in some ways. Like I always felt very loved mm, and I always felt like they, I, they wanted me around. Yeah. I wasn't annoying. To right. Anyone. Right. I wasn't a nuisance. Right. Like I was wanted. Yeah. They weren't trying to pawn me off on anyone. Right. Um, and my dad was always fighting to have me for more time because they were divorced. Yeah. So like I would go for a weekend here and there yeah. and he'd be like, well, what about like I went my, my, my weekend? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Like that's like a very – they were not functional in like a lot of other ways. Yeah. But I think that is a very foundational thing. And 
I think from a pretty young age, I was like pretty in tune with what other people liked and didn't like. Mm, And so I was like, oh, people like when I ask them questions or people like when it's a light conversation and it's fun and it's interesting. interesting. And like, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? What about you? Well, okay. So you're, do you feel like picking up on what people liked and didn't like also played into the fact that your parents were divorced? Like, do you feel like that? I mean, people pleasing, right? It's kind of like what a, Totally. Yeah. Do you think that that came from that? I think so. Yeah. I think it was a it was a um, it was from me trying to like make both of them happy. Yeah. Like make sure that they felt okay. Right. And that I was like giving both of them enough attention yeah. and giving them the like making them feel validated for like the type of parent they yeah. were. Yeah. Which is wild. so crazy. I, yes. And I think that there is a little bit of like both of my parents. I think are pretty intelligent, which I think yeah. both of yours are as well. Yeah. And. I think that it takes a little bit of intelligence to like pick up on that anyway. Like as a kid, yeah. not every, not all kids would be like, oh, I should probably make sure that they're okay. Yeah. And then also be able to pick up on what people want, you know. Yeah. People pleasing is not, I'm not endorsing that. <laughs> but I think that it does take like, if you can do it well, it's it can be powerful. I know. It, it really is such a double-edged sword. But yeah. it's so interesting that you have that experience because – Jeremy's parents are also divorced. Yes. And he has he has picked up the same responsibility to make sure everyone's okay. Totally. To be the person that's like responsible for everything. And it's crazy that kids fe- somehow in their illogical, undeveloped brains feel like it's their job. Oh, yeah. And babies. They smell yes. like onions. They, they smell work like onions. And deodorant. Yeah. Like, don't worry about making, like, it's not your job oh, to validate right. your parents. Oh, my God. And then, I mean, it is also crazy how hard we take that into our adult life yes so it's wild like I feel it and I've I'm working on it because I'm now aware that's what Sarah says you have to bring it into awareness (laughs) to like let it pass but it's it's like so deeply ingrained it's it's so it's also really scary to be like okay you're not okay and that's not my problem oh yes (laughs) (laughs) it is very scary I don't I well oh I was listening to a podcast Mark Maron's podcast. Yeah, your favorite. <laughs> I love him. He's a comedian and he interviews other comedians. And he was interviewing this guy. And Mark Maron the whole time yeah. was not joking when he was saying, yeah, I, I find you really annoying. <laughs> I was like, Mark, you're sitting there for an hour with this person. And he was like, well, I think maybe other people don't really find me annoying. And Mark's like, maybe that's true. But I, <gasps> but I find you really annoying. I always have. <gasps> I was like, catch him. <laughs> Validate him. Make sure he's okay. I like, could not sit in a room for even three minutes with someone who knew that I thought they were annoying. I could never. I, I would end the podcast. <laughs> Over. I'm so I mean, sorry. I have on to either end of that too. I mean, they talked for a whole hour. That is... and, and it came up multiple times how Mark like didn't really like him. And oh, didn't really. Oh my god! And just found him not. It, like found him annoying and found his work like not that good. Oh! his work not that good yes stop it, it was this comedian who like kind of ruined his career with a movie that he did and he like came off <gasps> who really was bad you don't remember uh, his name our orny adams um you don't know who he is because he ruined his reputation <gasps> but i think he's having some resurgence which is why he mark Marion brought him on maybe he thought it was going to be interesting and it was i guess but it was just like brought up it triggered me so bad like i just <laughs> I have such a need yes. and like a, I validate, validate, validate no matter. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have this weird. Okay. This is a quick side note. Cause I want to get back to that, but I have this weird thing about when I hang out with someone 
like if they don't text me after something like um a you know a follow-up with like an article we were talking about or like it was so good to see you or whatever I'm like that sucked that was a terrible hangout and like okay we just hung out hung out with our friend Allegra last night and she like texted us after and then again the the next morning and I was like fuck yeah nice it was nice (laughs) and when I was home I, I caught up with a friend um that I hadn't seen in a long time and I, I'm going to her wedding in September and it was like really fun we just got lunch and then she and then I didn't hear from her for like a couple hours I was like she had a terrible time and then she texted me and she was like it was so good to see you like love you so much but like if I don't get that text it's bad it's bad oh my god that's so interesting. it's bad that I mean that definitely carries over it's cool that you do that not cool I don't know it's, <laughs> it's definitely like a platonic not cool. thing because that's that's something that people do for like dating like I romantic know. Stuff. you know that's like for sure I remember being like I know he's gonna text yeah. me yeah and then like he would be like that was great let's do it again yeah you know? yeah 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 and that's something like I wouldn't I never really thought about that well now I need to text you every time every <laughs> single time and it never goes away no matter how close no matter how close we are I need it yeah you need the validation I need the validation well, I'm pretty good at validating stuff. you are that is one of you are really good at validating it, you just did it to me <gasps> I'm a monster validation circle <laughs> just circle, circle jerk isn't that kind of what podcasts are about anyways definitely you know what We're I think sitting. is so funny is like when people have podcast guests on and they spend the first 10 minutes just being like oh my gosh he just you're so amazing I mean I get it because if we were to ever have someone on this podcast that was like kind of famous I would be so grateful that they like grace us with their presence so I get where that comes from but it just it's so funny it's not entertaining it's not more entertaining is to say I actually think you're really annoying okay okay (laughs) and that is so so you're so true it's so true should we create some fake drama on the podcast to be more interesting fake drama (laughs) before with the famous person that I guess to make them like feel really uncomfortable we I could can, do I could do a whole we could like pretend that like Christopher Walken was on. I could do my Christopher Walken. Can you do it? Oh hey, that's not that. No. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. I should bad not. at accents. I'm not gonna it validate you for accent. that. It was so bad. I was trying to do an impersonation, impression. That's so bad. I really thought it was gonna come I out. I never good. would have guessed that was Christopher Walken. I know. Not in a hundred million enough. years. <laughs> If your life depended if on life it, depended on it, I would be Damn dead. It. It's so impressive that people are good at impersonations. I know. Did I, did I tell you about the time that I was trying to force everyone to do impersonations and I told Christoph to do him or characters? I was like, who's your character? And he's his character was um, a man who really liked uh, <laughs> what's that horror uh, horror writer? Like the horror writer? A man who really likes a horror writer? Yeah. I'm so confused. <laughs> like the author of Goosebumps? Yes, no, not R.L. Stein. Um, the one the adult ones who wrote like it. And oh, um, I have no idea. Oh no. It's it's so R.L. Stein and fucking uh Okay, let's just pretend it was R.L. Stein. Okay, R.L. Stein. Okay. But his character was someone who really likes R.L. Stein novels. Okay. And what was it? What did he say? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> like it was so funny. I was like, Kristoff, that is so good. I love it. I love a niche character. Like I know. That. That's so it's funny. It's so much better than doing a Christopher Walken in person. Yes, definitely. It's so much more funny. Um, Okay, what's your Christopher Walken? You take the knife. <laughs> and that's it. 
Oh, I got one. I got okay. I got it. I do it. Mice. <laughs> All of these are just fragments of sentences. We can't even say a full sentence. You know what I'm doing now? Two mice. <laughs> Fell into a barrel of cream. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, if I okay, if I close my eyes and I had to guess what you were doing, yes. it would be a man, a constipated man <laughs> who like loves the zoo. <laughs> and then he went to the zoo to see mice. <laughs> who has also never been to a zoo. <laughs> oh, that's actually a good character. Man. Someone someone who's pretending like they've been to a zoo but they never have. <laughs> Yeah, like the zoo. Yeah, you like yeah. with the mice. Yeah, with the mice. Oh my god, I love and the, the zoo. And the what, rat? Oh my god, <laughs> the, the squirrel, lobster. <laughs> the, the movie scene I quote, like I still think about to this day, which is the same vein, is like Steve Carell and Forty Year Old Virgin. Yes, where he's like talking with his coworkers about boobs. Oh yeah. And he like very obviously doesn't know what he's yes. talking about. And he's like, yeah, yeah. boobs. Like someone's like, have you ever felt a boob? I'm, I'm <laughs> paraphrasing. And he's like, of course I felt a boob. It's like a, like a bag of sand. Bag of sand. And then it like cuts to him on his bike, wearing a helmet, like smacking his forehead, being like bags of sand. <laughs> yes. I don't, I watched that recently. It's really? So it's yes. so good. It's a classic. It's so good. <laughs> he's so, a genius. He's a genius. Um. Okay. Wait. Wait, okay. I, to go back though, yes. Take it back to the main road from the yes. side ditch that we just found ourselves in. To openly saying, "I think you're annoying." Oh yeah. Okay. I think this relates to your million dollar thing. It relates to the saying, "I think you're annoying." I think that when you authentically share something, um, it just takes the air out of it. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel yes. like, okay, if Mark Maron didn't say that, he prob- the dude could probably tell that he thought he was annoying anyways. Totally. And yeah. if you're just like, yeah, I bought a million dollar house and you don't make it like a weird thing, you know? Yeah. Like Jeremy is going through something at work where he's basically the favorite. It's amazing. Yeah. Like okay. he's getting all these opportunities that his team and his accountability group are not. <laughs> and he feels like he has to hide it. Right, right. And yeah. someone was like, hey, where did that lead come from? And he like felt he got super flustered and like lied and you can tell you can tell and like uh, as someone on the other side of that wouldn't you rather just him be like yeah eric sent like the totally head of the brokerage sent it to me yeah it's like would, okay cool so much rather just do it with with confidence and yeah. no shame yeah and be like actually you're like, kind of annoying me right now well the other the thing about it is like when you're doing when you're feeling like that preemptively like you're guessing what people are gonna think yes and you are probably oftentimes wrong. Yes. Ninety-five percent of the time you're probably wrong. Yes. Maybe five percent of your time you're right. Yes. But like if what what's the what's the use in worrying about that? Hundred percent. That's, that's so good. And that's 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 so yeah. To go back to your proactive relationships, like why would you want to be friends with someone that has a thing about you buying a million dollar house anyways? I know. Right? No, right. It's like You're right. It's so it's like a it's a weird it's a weird thing. I gotta, I gotta work through it. I know. I think I can do it pretty quickly. You can do it so fast. <laughs> um, okay, wait, but we need to know what your baseline is. That what makes you want to be friends? With oh well, it's good conversation. I think. Is, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. is the most important. But I also okay. think. I don't know. I almost feel like this is gonna sound 
so superficial. I don't know. I think there's something about the way that someone dresses that tells me like what you value or what you you're into. At a, to a certain, I mean, degree. yeah, I think when people are dressing, they're choosing to represent themselves yeah. that way. It's a choice. It is a choice. But I also, I mean, like, I don't like one of my closest friends in Austin, Kaylee. I think oh, yeah. she pretty much exclusively shops at like LL Bean. Oh, wow. or like she has very much like the outdoorsy look. Yeah. And I love her so much, <laughs> but I would have never been like, oh, I would have never singled her out and been like, let's right, be friends, dressing so well. which is really, I think, a bad thing because well, I'm missing I, out on so many great people who maybe, maybe don't care as much. But also, I mean, you, you weren't drawn to me because of how I dress. Right. But, but you have like a look, you have an aesthetic. Yeah. Is it an aesthetic that you would be like, oh, I want to be friends with her? No, you're right. No, I don't think you're so. right. I don't think you'd like. It's not me. based on the aesthetic. Yeah. No, you're right. I think that there's maybe it's maybe it's not about visual aesthetic, but there's like a sensibility. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Like you're saying, like it's yeah. maybe it's not about the visual, but it's about the way. It's like, do you? I always talk about this actually. Like, it's just like, do you get it? Right. But and does Kaylee get it? Kaylee. Okay, for she sure she it. gets it yeah and that's having to do with how she dresses no it has nothing okay. to do i'm totally okay. wrong i'm glad we're talking this out it's about like if you're in a group and somebody makes a joke or someone makes a callback or something do do they ever have to do you ever have to explain something like that to them right right well okay but that's so different that's so far away from it's how people dress so but i think you also respect people who who dress well. i do and that's something but i also know a lot of people who dress well whose style i admire who like i wouldn't want to be close friends with them oh so yeah it doesn't it's not one-to-one no yeah yeah and I think it's like if you you can respect someone for having an aesthetic yes but it's not necessarily the one that you would chase after or the one that you would wear yourself yes exactly and I think it's refreshing to talk to Kaylee who like you know doesn't really give a shit I mean she still she always looks cute but it's just like an outdoorsy yeah like you know we walked into a a Ritzia once and she like had like a rage you hated it she was like everything is a bra <laughs> like crop tops <laughs> not it. Uh, but I I really like that about her actually it's like it's <laughs> nice yeah. yeah feel that way at all about your, your friends uh like how they dress is like um how why I like them no no not why not why I guess does it does it ever like cross your mind at all yeah yeah like Ian needs to wear shorter shorts. <laughs> His shorts are too long. His shorts are so long. <laughs> he's I, short too. No, he, or he's he's like very thin. Yeah, he's like five ten probably. Yeah, but he was wearing like knee length board shorts. <laughs> board shorts at well for swimming. Okay, okay. Like board short swim trunks. Okay, and I was like, no, this is so bad. This, it's so long. That's so, so much long. fabric for his little body. I, exactly. And he was like, I think I need to work out before I <gasps> before I wear shorter shorts. No. And I was like, no. No. Five inch MC Max. And I love it. People love skinny legs. I agree. Also, who so, cares? Who cares? Yeah. He cares. Aww. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I think we were talking about this before. Like, I have um like when men have body issues. So charming. <laughs> Or it's just like comforting. Yeah, it's like okay, we're in this together. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you get me, and I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
And I think they more of them do than we, we realize oh and they gosh, just don't talk about I it. No, it's so true. And and I think getting close to someone like I don't know. I fucking love a platonic male friendship. No. Ooh, that's and, another podcast topic. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Type it yeah. in. Um <laughs> because I just oh shit. They might be te- they might be waiting for me to text them back. Okay. We will see you in the next episode. Bye. Same time next week. <laughs>